relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people and places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. What is this episode, Michael? Doesn't it feel weird? It's a little different. It's almost like it's a, it's a secret fun trove of excitement to, to ponder about and to enjoy. Gesundheit. Thank you. <laughs> Leave it. I had to sneeze. Sorry, guys. Leave it. We're humans. So, We're human <clears throat> beings. It's cool. Let's tell them what we are doing. Uh, this is uh, behind the. This is a special. Like you know, when Showtime or HBO is like, "Hey, we're going to show you this stuff for like a week." They used to do that. Remember they used to do that. I'd love that. I did too. I just watch everything I wanted for like a week and then. All right, peace. Yeah, see ya. I got it. Um, but so what we're doing, because a one of the episodes we're working on still needs to be edited more than we thought so that that put us a in a not in a pinch but kind of uh the way we had scheduled it but it was more of our fault it was definitely our fault so for sure our fault uh so what we're doing is we're like hey this is a great episode uh and what i'm gonna do throughout grown local is just interview people i want to interview that i like who smoke weed uh and i'm gonna talk to them it's called podcast wayne davis and we're gonna put it it's on the first tier of the of the patreon which is five bucks a month and it's this interview is really dope it's with ron funch is a long 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 time friend of mine uh we've known each other for a long long time he is the voice of the theme song it's pretty dope and then we just hang out. I kind of smoke him out and we talk about weed and life. and That's what it's going to be. It's not going to be a lot of weed. There'll be some weed talk, of course. But I'm mostly smoking my friends out and people I find interesting. And, and just talking to them. Seeing where the conversation goes and for see how long. Uh, but this is a good one. Mike has been excited about listening to it. Even though he has access to all our downloads and everything. But I want to enjoy it organically the way that our consumers and our homies like i feel fun with the audience every once in a while and i just want to do it with you guys if you're like someone that that needs fast-paced talking and a lot of like feeling the air like Mm. there's this may not be the podcast episode for you (laughs) because these are two laid-back motherfuckers myself included in in that that are just hanging out at their own pace and they haven't got to hang out at their own pace in a long time. So I would say smoke an extra bowl before you listen to this one. Or, you know, put it in that speed one and a half. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's what you should do. If you're his voice at one and a half speed will be fucking awesome. <laughs> now we're telling people don't listen to it both ways. But also subscribe. Stop just lingering. We need the subscriptions. We appreciate you guys. We uh, just tell us what you think of this too. And I've got I'm lining up some more, 
some pretty cool ones. I'm not going to spoil it, but we're also a little update. We're going back to Humboldt next week, so we're being super careful. But the good thing is, like, we're not gathering in groups. We're just going to talk to individuals. So, in a lot of most of the time, we're outside on a farm, masked and we're still up. wearing masks, masked up. It's uh, we've been super careful the whole time. So. Uh, wish us luck. If you know anybody in Southern Humboldt that we should talk to, hit us up at grownlocalpod at gmail or on our Instagram, grownlocalpod, or the Twitter, grownlocalpod1. So that's the best way to get a hold of us. If you subs- Please subscribe if you're interested in the Patreon. Also, tell them about the second tier. And you guys are like, quit selling this stuff. We're not selling. We're not selling. It's just stuff we're excited about, and it's... We have to pay for it. So this is how we're doing it. And it's incredibly affordable. And what we're about to give you guys is... I'm excited about it. Tell them I mean, it. just that we released the video. Um, and honestly, I am just excited. I want you guys on there. I'm going to teach Billy and a special guest celebrity who we will not mention. We He's will not, not a, say. It's He's celebrity... A, He's a celebrity in my book, in America's book. Okay, okay but yeah, but we're broadcasting this, so like that's a different. Man, he's cooler than a celebrity. How about so that? So much cooler. He is. Like I don't than think celebrity. celebrity. I think that. I think you probably that probably made me mad when you're like he's. I'm like no, I know some celebrities, and this motherfucker's oh. actually dope. <laughs> uh, but he has somebody that is going to help me push Billy Wayne Davis to his limits of having his shit together on this grow. It is. I made a huge mistake lining this up is what I've done. <laughs> you can hear it in the video, too, or the audio. It's on the second tier of the Patreon, but it's it's. Uh, you can hear me just realize where I've been like, oh, no, this is going to be. Because it's also activated that little competitive. It's a large competitive part of my brain, but I know where to point it <laughs> now as an adult. And it was like immediately like, oh, I'm going to get good at it now. I'm going to get real good at it, you sons of bitches. Well, I mean, anything in life, you want good competition and you want the people around you pushing you to the limit. You know, you never want. That's be my the, favorite part it's of the best. That's why I cultivate my friends the way I cultivate them. Yeah. No, it's but it's taken so me a while a to realize how to do that, but you know <laughs> what I mean. We got a wonderful guy who's going to hop on and we'll let you guys know who that is a little bit later unless you do subscribe to the Patreon. Gotta keep it a little hush hush for now. Um but we're very excited to have him aboard and it's just going to add a wonderful third dimension to all of this growing um, that we're going to be doing and teaching. And your t-shirts are on the way, you guys. Uh, they're starting. They're, it's in motion. I'm sorry. It was a mess. And then I tried to fix the thing. And it, it was a weirder mess. And then I, I did what I should have done from the start. And guess what? It wasn't it's a mess when I trusted my fucking instincts. And I mean, this is me and Billy's podcast, but I will put this completely on Billy, and it's completely his fault. Um, that I mean, that on on this issue for sure, I will take full responsibility. 
<laughs> I have no problem, and I think that that I have no problem. I would say ninety-eight percent of the time taking responsibility for when I do stuff. I just I didn't even know we had T-shirts. <clears throat> I didn't know that. So there, it's a, it's happening. It's just like a. <laughs> you're like you're teasing us and i was like i know because <laughs> until i till it's the way these if the way this process is gone you guys understand where you're, there's every now and then there's a task where you're like i don't know why this is won't let this happen but i'm also stubborn in those ways where i'm like well we have to I keep telling them about it we have to do it <laughs> uh, so they're coming they look they look cool they're gonna look cool we've got some other ones being designed for season one and season two they're really cool too so we're super pumped about the ones you can buy and then the ones you get if you're a member of the second tier of patreon you guys let's just get into it this is a special episode uh next week like we said we're going to humboldt that's gonna we're gonna update you from humboldt those are fun ep- that's gonna be a fun episode yeah. uh uh so tune in and guys uh, enjoy this. I'm gonna do it this time. Enjoy. You damn are. <laughs> you damn are. <laughs> you sound like my son trying to learn to cuss. Uh, uh, you guys enjoy me and my my good old time, just old friend, and just wonderful human being, Mr. Ron Funches. <laughs> Seattle or Portland? I don't know. I don't know where the Genesis was. Mm. Now that I think, I've never thought about where you and I. I just, I think my wife asked me that. She was like, "Where did you and Ron meet?" And I was like, "Comedy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just both floating down that river. We were in that Northwest. We just two. Two strangers to the Northwest, I think, too. We didn't belong there. <laughs> I love the Northwest. I though. do, too. I didn't I didn't say I didn't love it, but I, there's, like, I don't think we... To be honest, it was the first time that I I felt like I found a place that was kind... And, like, you, you're right in the fact that, like, you know, I grew up in Chicago, but I never felt like I belonged in Chicago. Yeah. Like, I always was, like... I was the one that got picked on, you know, and I was the one I was, if there is a land of predators and prey, I was the prey. Yeah. You know? And so when I went to Oregon, it was nice to have a place that was more relaxed, but then there were some moments that would break that where like, you know, people were being racist or whatever, where you'd be like, Oh fuck. Oh, are they just, you know, in many ways, whether they were flat out racist, like one of the first days someone just spray painted nigger on my gate like really yeah 
No, that doesn't. Now, I mean, I lived up there, so it doesn't shock me that I. But if I didn't live up there, that would shock me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I had the same thing going into there where it was like coming from the south. I wasn't, I got picked on because I wasn't like rednecky enough sometimes, but I was also athletic enough that I'd be like, I will hit you back. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, he w- that one bites back is kind of what it was. But I never felt like for whatever reason my vibe belonged. And then when I went to the Northwest, I thought, this is going to be, like, cool. And then you get up there, and you're like, oh, there's some there's some awful people up here, too. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Was... Well, I think that's one of the best lessons I learned, though, is that there's just assholes everywhere. Yes. You know? So you just learn to kind of get rid of your preju- prejudices and, and your preconceived notions when you when – you, I think that's one of the blessings about traveling. In oh, general. it makes it go well, – any – any that's what's so shocking to me the turn some of these comics have made during this hmm. where they go full on racist because mm-hmm. you're like hey you you've been going the same moving around just like I have how's that not how's that made you more racist <laughs> <laughs> yeah well also it, it I think um <clears throat> It's also easy to kind of, it's an easy road to get bitter on, right? So, like, you then that, those two things go hand in hand. That's a good point. There's a, the not being able to shift out of doing a certain thing because your fan base or whatever goes away. Because it all goes away eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Fucking truly. To me, it's like, uh, well, I mean, you know, you've, you had a tough divorce. I had a tough divorce. So we both had those, I think, those moments where we had to evaluate why we were doing this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it for the right reasons, it doesn't treat you well. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you just learn in, like, in anything with life, like, there's just the, the circle of life is a real thing, right? You like there's ups and downs no matter what. As everybody's finding out now, we fucking. <clears throat> what's crazy is that sometimes you can convince yourself that your ups are still your downs, right? Like it's so fucking yes insane. And when you go back and look at you go back and look at just a year ago, and you're like everybody was just doing so much better. You're seeing <laughs> like. Oh, actually, we were fucking balling. We all had HD TVs and shit. Like it's crazy, and now, and now everybody's like, you know, hunkering down. Some people having to move back home with their family and things like that. And and it's like true up and downs are inevitable. Then sometimes completely out of your control, and, and you gotta learn. I think with 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 comedy, you just gotta like. I just have to learn to love the bit. Learn to, I the the joke is the fun of it the 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 all of it is the fun of it. It really and I don't want to romanticize the shitty shitty parts which I've been guilty of in the past. And you should I don't think we should romanticize some of those. Like you're just like no that's not that's not a healthy thing to love about this. But the but like I like to travel so much that like that part doesn't bother me at all i love going to see new places and or places i've been and seeing how they've changed and all that and seeing how people operate it but you're right like to me 
if you don't like being on the stage and you're trying to get to a different position in life, you probably shouldn't be doing this to get there. Cause this is like, this is the consistent to all the rest to me. Yeah. Well, then you even find out now that not necessarily, right? Like exactly. Not necessarily the consistent. It was always like before, <clears throat> that was what was scary in the first few months. All this I was telling my wife. I was like, before you know, there were jobs that would get offered to me, and I could always just go like, ah, oh, doesn't sound fun. I'll just go do the road. So fuck, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I have the roads there, so I don't want to do that because that's not fun. And now I there's now I'm like, well, oh, I can't turn that down because I need to. I need to continue to maintain what i have in my family and yeah. stuff and and that is an experience that i think a lot everybody goes through you know and that's what most people have and so i was in a privileged position to be able to go like oh no fuck you i just i don't just go to do the road but kind now kind of privilege but you earn that privilege to me that's a different thing <laughs> because it, it's not like motherfucker i've I popped in the room when there was 15 people in the room and you're destroying 15 people like you do in front of sold out rooms now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when you talk about privilege, like I'm going to disagree with that just from be like, that's you earn that position. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see that, but you know, just saying like everything starts to kind of slide back a little bit. Did all, I mean, that's the thing i just i'm always trying to take stuff from what we've been through especially especially what we do can teach us a lot of stuff about life and make it a lot easier and it's the constant change so i don't that never bothers me like Mm -hmm. i see it bother other people Mm -hmm. or like yeah i mean i did have to make a shift to focus more on some podcast stuff and some vo stuff that I wouldn't have probably focused on, like you said, like it's because I enjoy the road more than that stuff. But it's starting to shift where I'm like, oh, I should do more of this. Yeah. Then I should, then I escape to the road because it's easy to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. That's just the one of the lessons that life teaches you over and over is to never get comfortable and never stay in your comfort zone. And if your comfort zone is, is as we said, just going on the road because it's consistent and people like you, and, and, and you know, and that was always the thing. It's like, well, even if your show gets fucking canceled or people don't even like it, like that, that can really help you on the road. And you're just like, well, fine, I'll just go live out there. Yeah. Um, but which you shouldn't live out there. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. No, you you should. gotta bounce around, do a lot of different things, challenge yourself, have fun. Like, and then that's you know, just been doing a lot of the same stuff. I more voiceovers i've been doing um, my own twitch channel which has been fun because i can do a variety of things i thought it was all video games but i'm doing video games and doing my comedy nights where i just go back and watch old sets of people i love and enjoy and who've inspired me or it's just sketch we watched the marx brothers last night and some they were they're still relevant yeah that's the anytime you watch them you're like oh this is like timeless and it also it gets me out of my head of like this is such a job and i'm just like oh yeah i love this this is fun i i'm privileged to be to like 
And it's kind of like, instead of just worry about what I get from it, like, oh, I want to give to this lineage so that I, so that someone's watching me 20 years from now, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what I want. Well, it's the, I know that my favorite gigs, I can tell they're my favorite because when I get the paycheck, I'm always like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they paid me to do this. Mm-hmm. This is, this was worth every bullshit thing I went through to, like, get to do some of the stuff I've been getting to do and then, like, look at it and be like, I think I was prepped for this quarantine. And I'm sorry you listen. We'll get to weed in a minute, okay? But we're getting to some other stuff first. Um, also, we may have to pause because the weed delivery is almost here. Oh, well, the weed's getting to us. Yes. <laughs> um, is that... I, uh, well, I was saying this to Johnny Pemberton yesterday was like for the first time in my adult life, because I've always been doing stand up, I'm balanced in a way I've never been balanced. Mm-hmm. Because we got forced to, I got forced to stay in one place and develop routines that I couldn't develop. Mm-hmm. And I'm, ex- it's like excited. It's like one of those things where I'm like, oh, you guys shouldn't fuck with me now. Cause like I'm in this thing. Yeah this groove and i was already before in this longer process of changing how i was touring because of kids and the what i wanted to do and the way they tell you you have to tour is bullshit the way it's set up needs to change and i think people are changing i think i watch people like you and there's a handful of people starting to change the way that we're touring instead of just going these clubs for a week and a half, you can go do 10 different dates in 10 days. Yeah, I mean, I think also, like, just routing has to get better. <laughs> like, the way that you set up, the way you, you go, like, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy when you can bounce around, like, well, I'm in New York one day, and then I'm in San Francisco. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. That's, then, we're old. <laughs> Then you're in Texas. That's why I changed the whole way I work out. It's all endurance shit now because I'm like, oh, we have to. I can't just put it in fifth all the con- all the time. Yeah, I've got to have this. Yeah, it's fun change- watching changes. I miss you know some of the old foolishness and shit. But like, what do you miss? Uh, eating poorly a lot. You know. And yes, just I do know. Going. Just take, oh, yeah, just late night diner sessions and stuff like that. Yes. Waking up late and, I mean, it was real lazy and a lot less productive because it was more like, well, we'll kind of just wake up a couple hours before show. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I miss, there's, <laughs> there are certain lifestyles that you're like, man, if you could do that and not die, it would be great. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also mentally hard to live like that. Yeah. No, it's not. Like you said, balance. Balance is so much better. I'm doing more more things with my family. Like we had the, you know, last night we just all me, my son, and my wife, which is all watching the Borat movie together, and, and it's just things that I didn't really do. Like when, because every time when I was coming home before, it was like I'm oh I need to recover yes. before I go back out. That's. Uh, can I push pause? Mm-hmm. We got weed. I am. 
Yeah, we're back. There we go. Ron, we got that, that midday yawn that dads have now. Well, yeah, especially dads that smoke a lot of pot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's not my son's fault. Right? No. Well, I just mean like our hours, your hours change. Yeah. It's like where you're just like, why am I? Oh, yeah, because I've been up since 530. Yeah, well, that always makes me laugh when people are always like, press early meetings and stuff and they're like well sorry to get you up so early and i'm like hey, I'm, I'm my son's 17 years old i've been getting up early for the past fucking 17 years what do you mean yeah yeah they're always like a little shocked they're like you're awake and you're like yeah man i've been awake for an hour dude <laughs> i've been awake for 17 years and it ain't about you okay <laughs> i didn't get up because of you this morning oh when did you first start smoking weed? Uh, when I was 16. Yeah? Yeah. In Oregon. Uh, I mean, a pretty oregon way. I was in a trailer park. Uh, you know, not one of the wheels, but one of those, mo- mo- I guess, manufactured home parks. Yes. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, with my friend Mike, my friend Lolo. Okay. He's always a good guy to smoke weed with. That's... I think if you call yourself Lolo, that's what you're broadcasting. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically, I had a beginning again smoking weed up until that point. I was interested in it. I was doing research because I was a big nerd, looking up ODs, looking up, you know, things that could happen. That's fair. Yes. I was terrified of it as well. Yeah. 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 Because there's a lot of, um, you know, drug stuff. Yeah. It's drugs as far as you're concerned. Yeah, so I'm looking them up, doing my due diligence. Yes. If I'm going to get involved in anything, I'm going to research it. All right, yes. And so I was like, okay, well, then look like anyone's ever died from this or anything like that. And uh, all my friends, that kind of started getting into it, and I was like, no, I'm not going. And then I was like, well, now I'm just sitting at home alone. <laughs> so, like, everybody was into it. Yeah, like my whole circle, <laughs> you know? And you're like, this, this is a tough stand I'm taking right now. <laughs> yeah. So at one point, I went over to Lolo's, and uh, he had, a, you know, the best way to think you can get introduced is with a little wizard bong. This is the most <laughs> Oregon thing I've ever heard, if I'm being honest. Like, it it sounds like a, like, if, do you want your kids to grow up in Oregon? <laughs> like, I kind of do. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> So Lolo passed me the ceramic wizard bong, and I took a hit off of it. And every, and then the show we were watching was the funniest show I'd ever seen. And yes, the red vines were eating, and we were, it was like a three course meal. It was fucking. And you didn't feel out of control either, right? I mean, just sometimes that I couldn't stop laughing. That's a that's the ideal out of control, I think. Yeah, but nothing other than that that my throat was burning. You know, and I needed something to drink. Yeah, that's. And I liked it, and I was like, this is pretty fun. Did you seek it out after that pretty regular? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> From there, pretty much. I mean, that's who I am as a person. And that was one of the reasons I was doing research is that I come from a, a background and family of addiction. And, and, ah. and, and I knew that. Like, and it was one of the reasons that I never wanted to just try. Like, I know people are like, oh, you don't try this and that. Yeah. Especially in my high school, I had friends that were fucking, you know, coming to our home ec class high off of the acid all the time you know no, i knew just, a guy had a couple of dudes like that too where i'm like i don't i don't like being 
like sleepy at school? How are you on acid? Yeah. So, yeah. Like this is a lot to begin with. Yeah. 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 I don't want to deal with authority. It's just everything's authority at school. Why would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, the fucking lunch lady could turn you in. Everything's like your friends are going to turn you in. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm getting anxious just thinking about doing something like that. Yeah. Uh, So, but, you know, once I got into it, I knew, I knew whatever I was going to get into, I get in. Same thing with comedy, anything with anything I do. If I get into it, I get into it. It's all or nothing? Pretty much. I mean, that's how I got to be 360 pounds, you know? I had been working on balance. Now, we're working on more balance. But even still, with weed, sometimes I, have, if I get feel myself getting out of control, I'll use my little kitchen safe and um, put it away until it, like, it'll, so that it unlocks in, like, in, at, like 420 or 5 o'clock in the evening or, you know, just, whatever. It's not like a couple of days. It's a couple hours. It's, it's just to make sure I don't smoke through in the morning and through the day. Okay. Yeah. I was going to make fun of you, but actually that, that makes a lot of sense to me. It's yeah. like sometimes in the morning when you're not, when you have stuff to do in the afternoon, but nothing in the morning. When you have something to do at one. Oh, I, okay. I understand that. That's a tough time for me too. Where you're like, well, I just get stoned for a couple hours. Then you're like, then at one, you're like, I'm pretty high. I don't need to be this high to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I'm kind of sleepy and coming down from this high. I might call, or, I might push this to tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Or especially if it's something like, well, acting shit or whatever. It's like, even. Like, if I fuck up, I'm going to start second-guessing. Like, oh, am I fucking up because I fucked up? Or am I fucking up because I'm fucked up? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was uh, when you pointed me in those acting classes, and they really did help. And I will take them again when appropriate. Um, that was a, one of the first things I realized, too. was like, oh, if when I'm totally sober, I'm way better at this than when, which is the kind of the opposite. Not No, it's not. Uh, it's the same. It was like when I'm playing and figuring stuff out on like stand up, it's fun to be stoned on stage. Mm-hmm. But when I'm like locking something in to go do it on TV or something like that, you have to be sober to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's just balance. I don't think there's any problem with that. Like, who, I mean, to me, like, it to be all encompassed in anything is a negative. If I'm all encompassed in comedy, weed, my relationships, whatever, it's all that's a negative. Yeah, and it all has to be in balance, and so sometimes I have to, and and um, I think part of getting older is just not constantly beating yourself up for who you wish you were, and more knowing who you are and and figuring out ways to to hack what your traps are. You know, that's. I uh, like you talking about like a hack meant like perspective really if I can change perspective then I can change my motivation mm-hmm. but like I realized a while back that you can change yourself but you have to be honest about who you are to begin with mm-hmm. to make any change mm-hmm. but you be anybody you want to be really as long as you're honest with who you are at the beginning of that journey yeah no, I mean, as far as, I mean, I work fucking hard. I work, like, I mean, I work out now, like, six days a week. I do other things, and that's not, that doesn't come from, like, me going, like, 
oh, I'm fucking this. <laughs> it comes from going like, this me knowing like, oh, there's a part of me that doesn't want to do anything. Nothing. Ever. I love doing nothing. And love just it. wants to veg out and eat mm-hmm. and smoke and eat. There's a reason and we've always f- been friends around <laughs> And I have to f- talk and balance and fight with that guy and know that he's never going away. No, he's not. I he, I just tell him he can come back in retirement. That's all I tell him all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, once we're done making money, dude, me and you are going to get to know each other in a way you've never understood. <laughs> But, like, I know that. Like, that's the thing where it's like, uh, I'm going to move to where it's, like, kind of warm and swampy and just pickle myself and smoke cigarettes and eat stuff I'm not supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. And try all the fucking varieties of Little Debbie's and and seasonal snack cakes and and, and whoever has different snack cakes, tasty cakes, whatever. That's what's deep inside of me. And I haven't had one of those. Gummies. Come on, man. I haven't had. Fucking little Debbie in probably seven years, and you heard you heard it in my voice. You, it was right there. It is right. The wolf is always at the door. Mm, that is tough. <laughs> That's tough. The show gets fucking canceled, or people. I like thank it. God I'm blessed I with the. Really hope you. I can road, fuck with little Debbies like, every well, now and then. I can't I'll fuck with them go. like I used to. Mm-hmm. But I use them as a reward system. Can't even. I can't do it. I understand. I understand. There's a couple things I can't reward. Like I can't reward myself with ice cream without knowing that I'm going to do three or four days of it. Yeah, I've been trying to get off edibles. Like I even today, I forgot to bring. I had. To, I, don't I don't. I was going to bring you a weed cookie that I brought. That I because it's got too much. It's like it's I have too delicious. It's, Enjoy. When do you have time to do edibles? Hmm. Yeah, I would. I would. I would have to say no. Thank you. I have enough because I can't. Do yeah. Them. I would love to do them. We don't. I don't have time. I used to, my favorite time with edibles, and my and my favorite ones were just these tablets that were no calories and sugar free, so I didn't have to fucking worry about like that. Was like okay, just little tablets, and I'd love to take them before a flight because like you oh. just want to get rid of that flight, you know? Yes, that's time travel. Yes, best. exactly. Yes, exactly. 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 Um, and so that's when I liked edibles, but but I also just like baked goods. I just, so sometimes I'll see him. I got this dude. I'll, I guess people won't, won't like, like this. This will be good. Jonesy. Jonesy. Uh, you go, Jonesy was taken on Twitter, and he has his own shop, and uh, he's, he's big into wrestling. He sells a lot of wrestling merch for this place, this wrestling group I love called GCW Game Changer Wrestling. Gotcha. And that's how I got involved in it because these cookies, because one of the things he was selling was cookies based off of wrestlers that work there and i was like this is some of the best as a guy who works in fucking it's like entertainment it, it, this is it's the best like merch. he was making it for you yes yes no i know that feeling when you what find something like when little wayne and two chains made that album together i felt like they did it for me because they're because <laughs> they're my favorites they always have been and when I, they're like they did a record i was like is that you guys didn't have to do that that seems like yes yeah I love cookies. I love wrestling. I love weed, and they put <laughs> yes. all three. You're just looking around like, is this? Am I on the? This is perfect. So I started buying these cookies, and they are not. I mean, they're not based off my dietary needs at all. And my wife, every time I, I get an order of them, 
Because I end up buying an order, and then she sees me eat a couple, and I just get to see the look in her face, and I end up calling Gabe, and I'm like, hey, will you come take these cookies? It's happened three times in a row now. It's going to happen again. But at least you know now. Yeah. That's oh, I, but I've known for two times it now. It doesn't matter. You want to buy that one head off that one and then have to call Gabe. That's the that's your ritual now. It's like, boom, boom. Okay, I feel good, Gabe. Come get this. God damn it. Hey, come get this out the house. Donuts are tough for me every now and then. I haven't had a donut in so Oh, I had a donut on set. Oh, I guess it kind of, ooh, let me promote one thing. Yeah, promote it. I got a show coming out, uh, which is pr- helpful for me. You all, uh, people all understand. Again, we've been talking. Road travel is not very uh, uh, sustainable right now. Nope. So I would appreciate it if you watch a show on True TV called Top Secret Videos. It is out October 29th. I don't know when this is coming out, but it's either close to now or has already happened. It'll- this is perfect promotion. Yeah, we'll put it out. I can put it out tomorrow. No, we got to put music underneath. So it'll be in a couple October days. 29th, it comes out on True TV. It's just a perfect show for just getting stoned and relaxing. It's just me and Brian Posehn and Ali Colbert and, and Matt Walsh making fun of fucking videos. And then there's some dumb stoner comedy in, in between it. It's, please check it out. October 29th, True TV. That show should never go off the air. That's what I feel. Like, that's one of those, like, where they're like, why they stop doing it? I think they all got enough money and retired. That's, <laughs> that's how shows like that should go off there. Like, it's just good hang shows. Yeah. That's like, I worked on Ridiculousness, and people were like, oh, what was it like? And I was like, it was his dream job, you stupid fuckers. Um, I showed up for two or three hours a week and fed lines about people falling down to a skateboard billionaire who didn't want to be there either. And then they sent me a check for it, and then I got to go on the road. Yeah, I was bummed when they didn't ask me to do it anymore. But, yeah, I don't understand when people give us shit for stuff like that. No, no, it's it's just chill shit, you know. Everybody's got families. Everybody's got to take things to take care of. We we get paid to do what people do at work, which is just say smart-ass shit. Mm. That's kind of... It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Also, people are like, should I move to L.A.? I'm like, well, I've been paid way more to act like a valet than I ever got paid to be an actual valet. <laughs> so that's a cool part of this city. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's chaos right now, too, which I think is good for growth and good for change. Like you, if you're... Especially if you're just starting right now, I think it's a good time to start. I don't know if it's a good time. I mean, it probably sucks right now if you were like, like five, six years in. Yeah. You know. Oh, I yes, like that feature. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's who I like worry about all the time. Like is is, is uh, that type of shit because it's like that's just not around right now i mean i guess unless you are like if you just moved out here that probably sucks but if you like i guess there's some things going on in people's hometowns where they're still able to like because a lot of headliners aren't traveling in now they're able to kind of take those spots and and work on their own things and do longer sets so that's probably really positive you know as long as they're doing but like what you know like this year's like new faces and stuff like that like that's i was saying this recently too was like that's 
I can handle this because I can take a break. I we have the skill set now to take time off. It'll be rusty when we go back, but like, what? What do you think it'll take? Like a month to get your your wheels going? Like a month of really doing shows? Yeah, I mean, I think it was like I went to shows in Denver for this last week, and it was really like by the third show in that I felt like back that I knew my rhythm and that I could not, um, I didn't have to be like, what's next, what's next, what's next. And yeah. I could improvise and play with the crowd and shit like that. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't think. You're not going to tape a special this weekend. No. Uh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I think it, it was a little, it, it's, it's more mental than anything, right? Like you're yeah. always like getting back up the first time and being like, oh, this is wobbly. Is yeah. the worst part of it. Yeah, it's, but I think about like what you're talking about. Like there's people that are like six, seven years in, feature it, like starting, like who had like their year, their feature year where that's how they made their money. It was like, I bought, got a bunch of feature work. I'm getting by and I'm getting my legs. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, if this shit happened like eight years ago, I don't know what you'd have to go like i don't know i'm like yeah exactly i mean that's what i think about because i moved out here just like seven years ago and i was like if this happened then mm -hmm. it might have kiboshed me yeah because i was living month to month as a person yeah no i was that's exactly the time it was around that time that i was out here too it was like like i guess six seven years ago when i was like because you make that leap i could have stayed where i was at and kept living but you're like, oh, I got to level. This isn't why I'm doing this. So, yeah, it's tough. I think about this. this it's, that's why I don't make fun of people doing Zoom shows or anything like that. It doesn't work for me because the way I do stand-up, uh, there's a lot of pauses and silences I like to play with. Mm -hmm. you, you, I've watched your stand-up. I know you, you do the same thing. It, it loses some translation on that computer where you're like, I can't. Yeah, well, anything where, like, a hiccup on the internet or something can fuck up your timing when you're when it, that's what you work with like if you're a rhythm there are people who are more um i guess it's still a rhythm but i i there's just people i think have more of what i call rhythm based comedy yeah and if and that's what i do like sometimes like it's not even the joke about the joke i'm saying in the moment it's about like that it's part of this roller coaster that I'm building you on. And if you don't, if there's something and someone cuts off the middle of a loop, everything fucking goes away. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Like, that's another reason why I'm sure you and I connected immediately. It was like, I watched what you were doing immediately. It was different, but I recognized it and was like, oh, if you guys don't go, if you don't, if you don't, I guess the word is buckle in. Mm -hmm. You'll have a good time, but if you buckle in, it'll be really fun. Yeah. I think then it takes, I was talking to Hampton Yon about this too. It was like, there's like a handful of guys I remember coming up it's when I saw them being like, ah, I love their stand up. It's going to take them a little longer to hit because people aren't going to get it at first the you and hampton and like a couple other people i was just like i wasn't worried it was just an observation it wasn't like yeah 
And uh, you see I other people like, why aren't they doing like it's because people are behind, man. Yeah, exactly. Which in a lot of ways sometimes is a positive, not a negative. Because yes. it, it means your career can have longevity. If people get you right away, that sometimes that means that they'll be ready. They like, well, I get you, I've gotten you, I'm done with you. Next. Yeah. And so sometimes you gotta it's and it's that and then a balance of like learning how to shepherd people onto the ride and yes, be like yes. let me onboard you with something that might be easier for you to get and then i got you yes now let's go yes i had to because of my the way my voice sounds and the accent a lot of people that don't think the way i do want me to think the way they do mm-hmm. so i had to learn how to be like i'm gonna we'll ingr- i'm gonna ingratiate myself with you we are mm-hmm. very similar people up into a point and then I'm gonna I'm gonna make you really like me and then I'm gonna make you think and then that's gonna Yeah. It's gonna turn you around a little bit. Playing with people's misconceptions. But eventually it as long as I'm not I it was a hard lesson to learn. As long as I wasn't rude back to them for for me for them for them saying stuff to me because I tricked them. And I did trick them. Mm-hmm. I had to accept that I was tricking. You do know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And then when I didn't say anything back, that would be a learning point for them where they're like, he's not an asshole. But if I was like an asshole back, then I lost him. Yeah. So that took a long time. Yeah. No, I learned a lot of that with dealing with hecklers. My usual thing was like, once also again dealing with misconception where I was like, oh, people view me a certain way when they see me, especially when I was larger, but even now, of course. And, but then as soon as they hear my voice, there's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I can play with both those things and then I can drop my voice and fucking yell at them. And that was like a thing I would do when people heckled a bunch. And then I realized that, you know, you there's no one size fits all for for any of that and then i step kept trying i stopped trying to like have lines in my pocket for hecklers and more started to do like i would do for my son my son was a big influence on how i deal with hecklers and i was just like okay let me listen and see what you need what do you need right now do you need attention do you need me to ignore you do you need me to to spank you? Yes. Yes. What do you need? Are you hungry? <laughs> yes. Did it also? Oh my God! This is this. I would agree a hundred percent. It also changed the way I dealt with other comics, mm-hmm. where I stopped viewing them as like. You start realizing like, oh, you're just a, you're just very tired. Or you're very hungry right now. That's why you're being mean to everybody in this green room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point. That's Kids are just a way to, if you let them, they show you the whole world. Yeah, they teach you and they keep you young. And I think, um, I don't think it's a, any coincidence that like most of the best comedians in the world have kids. Like... There's a lot of people who are like don't and there's and there's 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 of course exceptions, 
Sarah Silverman, I think, is one of the best. In the she world. has she her own version of children. But she exactly. You know what we're you know who we're talking about. Yeah, she she takes care of young comedians. She keeps young people. It's more. It's not about. And, and when I say that, because I don't want people to think I'm just like, well, you gotta have kids. It's more about taking care of someone, looking after someone else. And also can, keeping yourself connected to youth because we just just natural. Like when I watch cartoons now with my son, my initial reaction sometimes is like, "Oh, this is fucking stupid. This looks stupid. I don't like this." And then, but I'll watch him and he'll laugh at something, and I'll give it a second thought, and I'll go like, "Oh, I see the value of this. Yes. This is funny, you know." I could this Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, exactly. That one. That one. At first, I was like. There was a couple of voices I didn't, the, the way they hit me, I was like, I don't like this. And then the way he would respond to it was, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I started watching, I was like, this is actually really good. <laughs> yeah. No, the biggest one for me, and I guess this will tie back into stoners yes. and stuff, because they will love it, uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Uh, it's not a show that I would was given any type of fucking love or, or caring. And my son just got so deep into it, and I was... Uh, we were buying comic books for him about it and all this stuff. And so I sat down and started watching it with him. And at one point, getting Stonewatch Avatar so much, that motherfucking show almost became my religion. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, oh, it is about bending between the spiritual and the physical world and learning to, to tap into your inner strengths and your inner gifts. And you got to keep on the path of the lotus because you don't want to go off and end up like Zuko getting crazy and scarred up you and you gotta listen to your fucking uncle you got well sometimes you gotta listen to your uncle <laughs> sometimes you don't need to listen to that uncle because i mean that is i i think most people that get into marijuana find themselves uh heading toward or leaning toward eastern f- religious philosophy mm-hmm. there's something to it um I just remember, like you said, like you did all the research that like you can't OD on it and all that. That was a huge thing for me before I tried it was that no one had ever overdosed. So I was like, all right, I'll try. And then it was such a lot, everything I'd heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I always say that, like, um, Cause my my wife like she barely she she doesn't really smoke at all like she'll 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 do an edible here or there or this that that and or anyone who I've talked to who doesn't smoke weed I'll be like well or or especially because my wife's never done mushrooms and I was like well okay mushrooms are like how they make weed look on television <laughs> yes that is true but you know it is that going in so it's not. Do you know what I mean? With mushrooms, yeah. it doesn't freak you out because you're like, well, this is what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you're watching TV, they make weed look crazy. They but, do. You're like, well, but that's mushrooms. That is mushrooms. And then you come back from that too, and you're really great. Yeah. That's. I have some if you want some. I'll take some to go. I don't want to do them now. <laughs> no, I got it. I'll give you some. I haven't done. I've had them a whole quarantine, and I haven't done them. Yeah, I had some at the very beginning of quarantine. It took me a long time to get the courage to do them because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen if I have to do them locked into a place. Um, but then it actually turned out to be pretty fun. So, 
The last time I did was a couple years ago, and it was so nice. Like, it wasn't. Mushrooms are back. A lot of young comics right now are just, like, microdosing all the time. I, like I don't to know see if that's stuff. positive. I know in Denver, they just, you know, you know how they do out there in Denver. Well, it's... You know. I remember I went to Denver once. It was the first place I ever went where I was going to go. Like I, uh, You know, a lady hit me up on, on, <laughs> on Instagram, and she was, like, wanting to go out and... and her idea of a date was to get together and do acid. And I was like, well, first of all, I've never done acid. That's a, that's a big first date. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've not... never done this. I could not come back. Do yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do it the first time with a stranger. Hey, yes. It may... Hello, stranger. There are doors in there I don't open. So is this a good idea? <laughs> that is, I mean, that is how Denver Denver treats itself. It like a like a plastic surgeon that works on themselves. <laughs> like, well, I don't. I made this. We'll see what it does, and then yeah. I'll try it on you. And you're like, nah, I don't think you're a good. Yeah, it never gets out there. That's one of the things, man. I I love the comics out there, but I think sometimes um, it's one of the few scenes that like. People don't want to leave too much, and I I encourage people to leave and move around because you can get trapped in in a you know a very specific style, and you don't want to you want to move around and make sure your shit works all over. It's got early 2010 Portland vibes to it, where y'all seen around that. Those four, three or four years was so just perfect for lack of a incubating perfect. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers didn't leave. Mm-hmm. But you're right. <coughs> that's what Denver is now. Where you go there and you're like, this is great. That's not good for y'all. Yeah. 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 No, because I hear it whenever I talk to some people and they'll be great. They'll be really good at comedy. Incredible. Be really good. Some of the like most inventive um, hosts and features you'll ever see, and you're like, "Why are you?" And they're like, "Oh, I'll never. I'm, it's so great here. I don't want to leave. I'm getting up every night. Everybody, you know, the whole scene encourages drug use and mm-hmm. fucking chill. And it's just like, but that's not like that's a little low ceiling to me. And then there's always exceptions. I think you know they. Adam Kane Holland, I think, is a great fucking comedian, and and uh, all the Grolix people are dope. But I just well, those guys went and did their yeah, thing and went. came back. Yeah, exactly. But I think yeah. the the uh the the scariest part of Denver's scene is there's a influx of cash from the cannabis and drug. Mm-hmm. That they can't put in the bank yet because mm-hmm. it's not federally legal. Yeah, so they're all making. They're also making a good living. Mm-hmm. That's a tough thing to tell a, a young comic to be like. You should go on the road and just like. Yeah, road. You need to be doing these seventy-five dollar gigs <laughs> instead of doing like, these I mean corporate shows. And did four shows last night. Yeah. Like, it was a Tuesday, and you're like, I mean, that is tough to argue. <laughs> Yeah, look at all these cannabis shows. 
I made I made Ron tired. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been smoking weed since about like I mean, you know, normal time, which is like what, like eight eight thirty nine Saturday. Yeah, yeah, on a Saturday, yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, but and I also like I've, I think it's more diet, and then it gets to the point where I'm like, oh, I have you know, my breakfast is like usually a protein shake and a rice cake or some egg whites and shit, and then I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm like, it's time to eat. He's hungry. Yeah, yeah. Can, if there's questions that we have about strains, you want everything there. Is there is there prerequisite questions that people are going to want to know? I don't. This is the first one we've done. You're our first because you know you're the voice of the theme song. Too. Yeah, that's people love the. Do they like it? It's. Do they talk about it? Yeah, it is. It's pretty special. Okay, good. It really just sets the tone for the show in a way that. We well, I think it's a very, I mean, it's a good value add for for the podcast. It, with, with the amount of voiceovers that I, I don't do. think I did not understand who I was asking to do that. <laughs> I, and my producer was like, "How long do you think you'll do?" It? I was like, "You'll do it in one read, man. It's fine." <laughs> he came back. He was like, "This is perfect." I was like, "Yeah, it's like people pay him to do that. Isn't that crazy?" He's like, "I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing." I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "We just that was expensive. What we just got." So you better knock this music the fuck out, man. <laughs> and he did. He did. Yeah, it sounded real smooth. Uh, I think, I think, mostly people for this Patreon bonus thing is like, like with the podcast, what we're doing is, um, man, I really fought my wife on this, but we have a gardener. Mm-hmm. Because I could, I from Tennessee, I just couldn't bring myself to hire somebody to cut my own lawn. Oh, like Hank Hill. It it was so it's so Hank Hill, yes. And then, but I was just traveling, and then I'd come back, and it would just be a mess. Yeah. And she's just like she hired him when I went away, and then she was right. It's really great. Yeah. I, but it's there good is for a podcast. But no, it's terrible. But there is a part of me every time I hear him come, I'm like. I'm letting somebody down at home. I don't know who I'm letting down. Uh, it's it's, like, it's like if you get divorced and somebody else is playing ball with your kid. It can't, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I wish it wasn't that. That wasn't so close, but that is a very good metaphor. Where it's like, he does a great job with the kid, too. <laughs> <laughs> they get along. It's like you part of me is like, he might be better with that kid than I am. Yeah. That mom started calling him dad for sure. He's like, you. You're right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. calling you uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Billy. Yeah, I just walked around and said, easy, Uncle Billy. Like, Come on, you guys. <laughs> they're like, you treat your cannabis better. And you're like, that is very true, too. So you got me on that one. So um, uh, that's. I think it's perfect. It's just a, it's a very L.A. background noise. I want to see if it's even picking up or we're just hearing it. Just barely. It's just <laughs> us. It's just us. It's just us. Uh, I forget we have I have nice equipment now, so I looked. I was like, oh, I can tell if it's no, it's fine. Uh, the well, this podcast is just like the stigma of pot. Mm-hmm. All that propaganda really worked. Like you and like you and I had to do research before we'd even attempt to smoke it, and all our friends were fine. Yeah. Uh, 
So that propaganda was there. Smart people were like, I don't know. All these people are saying it's bad. Uh, and then I met Mike, and he's a grower professionally, and that's their co-host. And he, uh, I kind of got to start knowing this community in Eugene. Like, he introduced me to some, and I was like, oh, you guys are just, like, people I grew up with, farmers and shit, cattle farmers, but you grow wheat. Mm-hmm. And it hit me. I was like, and Mike's does comedy on the soap, so he can speak and explain stuff. So I was like, we should. I want the world to meet these growers because that's going to change the stigma once they realize who's growing this. It's not dudes dressed like me. <laughs> there are those dudes. There are for sure those dudes, but most of them aren't great growers that dress like me and act like a badass. They're. Most of the growers are just these little mom and pop operations where they're just, they've got amazing stories and they've been doing it for 40 or 50 years and now's their time. So with this, with the behind the Patreon was like, there's also that stigma of like stoners are unsuccessful losers. Mm -hmm. And I just, that was never the case I saw from the start. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, my mom would say that sometimes, and my dad always joking with her, and I was like, I go, so you're telling me Snoop Dogg would be more successful if he wasn't high? And she'd go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what would he be doing? <laughs> and now my mom smokes weed. Of so, course she does. Like, you know, there's always just those, but I think there's a time and a period for everything, you know, like, um, in knowing who you are as a person, I don't think like I remember I did a song or I did a show with Tommy Chong and he was talking about like everybody needs to smoke weed, everybody. And I was like, I don't think so. I just, I, I with disagree you. with that. I like, you, with that. you know who you are. There's people I knew I was never gonna, I'm not a beer guy, I don't drink, I'm allergic to alcohol, I don't drink, I don't like, I don't like uppers, but like. I knew that I like pot, and there's people who I've smoked pot with, and I've seen them freak out, and I've seen them be not cool people and not like yeah. be able to handle it, and it gives them anxiety. And I would never be like, no, man, you just tried the wrong strain. You need to like, it's like, no, okay, maybe this isn't for you right now. The San Francisco comedy competition. We're in a room, like a hotel room, a bunch of us, poor. And, like, four or five of us are smoking weed, and there's another comic. I'll tell you who it is later. Um, and this is what – this is – I was Tommy Chong before this exact moment. I was always like, everyone should do it. We should crop dust wars and, you know, that whole – and then dude was like, I get weird. Man, I don't want to. And everybody was like, oh, just do it. I was like – and I really – like, I was just smoke fucking weed. We're having fun. And literally, like, six or seven minutes later, he got, like, weird. And it was like that moment I was like, oh, yeah, not everyone should do this. I can't drink. I get crazy. Yeah. No, everybody's makeup is different. Their chemical makeup is different. And one size doesn't fit on. Everybody, Everybody's custom. And I just think that's the part that we we um, need to be more understanding about and everything. It's just that's the stigma that I hate is that, like, what we pick and choose to be acceptable and what is not. And the fact that you can 
go on a plane and 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 get a, a bottle of alcohol but if i were to pull out my vape there's a problem if that um if you go and it depends on how you pull that vape oh off. i've done it several okay. times i, I do say, it all the time cool but i just it. saying but, but i understand like we have to be cool be with it yeah we have to be real cool I have we to can't be, just do it you yeah. can't just be like yeah which would be nice there's a calmness to that there's a it goes against the very act that i'm trying to do when i get high which is i'm trying to relax and be creative and chill and i don't want to have to be sneaky and hide or act like i'm doing anything wrong and that was one of the, the I always knew I would want to go to Amsterdam and that I would love going to Amsterdam. But the very first time I went, it really hit me that it wasn't about the weed, that it wasn't, it was about the culture of it. It was about the acceptance of it. It was about, because um, I had just the same quality weed at home that I was getting when I went to Amsterdam. I mean, obviously, I'm not getting the best of the best in Amsterdam. I'm a tourist. But um, the whole thing was that, like, no, you know, there's that whole stigma of, like, people to this day, like, if I, if I, because I meet so many people, and some are like, oh, we met before. You probably just didn't remember because I was stoned, and you, you were stoned. And I was like, that's not, it's because I meet a lot of people, and you weren't memorable. That's, like, it has nothing to do with marijuana. I remember everybody. It's cool. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you, if I drop something or something, it's like, oh, you're stoned. It's like, and there was nothing like that. And there's nothing like that in Amsterdam. Yeah. There's no, I mean, I the, when I saw, I went into, a little coffee shop and I was smoking a joint and someone came in and tried to sneak a beer in and they kicked his ass out with quickness and I was like, God damn it, I'm home. Is, like, this is where I belong. I that is I read Vancouver was the first place I smoked in like a establishment. And I remember that feeling too. Was like, what is this is right? What is this is perfect? Why aren't we and it made me think what you a business you and I should be on the forefront of are cannabis cafes in the airport. In the airport, I <laughs> that would be the best. That's what I'm talking about, dude. That would be the best. I mean, there's gonna be some politics involved for us yeah. to make that happen, but I think I have. I'm a white guy, so I can do the politics part. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a business we should do. I'm interested. I should edit this part out. <laughs> I also want to do an artisanal ice cream truck that does their own homemade choco tacos and push pops. I guess we can put that. That's our restaurant group right there. Next to each other, right next to each other. Just one person standing back like, I think they're... <laughs> I think they're in cahoots here. <laughs> it's a cause and effect thing. Ron Funches, what is your favorite strain? We'll do that because people, will, you mentioned it, and if I didn't ask, that would get the people would get so mad. This... Oh, it's definitely bleeding through now. <laughs> Maybe before when it was a little bit further. It, it feels like he wants to get in. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not terrible. I think the produ our producer can take care of it. But. There we go. Oh, no, back. <laughs> we got to keep this part in, though. I think we do have to keep this. You got to be real. I mean, I guess you guys were the whole thing about being a Patreon supporter. You got to support through all of it. 
I think he does know my schedule, though, because he never comes at the same time. It's always when I'm trying to do some shit. This is what, yeah, this, this is what you pay for, you guys. <laughs> I mean, this is what I do with my podcast. If we could do a po- if we have one with bounce, bad sound quality, I'm like, it's a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> People just miss good ones because they're like, oh, he means it It doesn't sound good. And you're like, no, that's a great one. He did, ah. <laughs> He's great. He does a good job. Uh, my favorite strain. I have my favorite strain of all. It's, oh, I have to just go through a history of oh, things. I love it. Okay. So the first time I ever had any weed that I knew the name of is also related to comedy. I, um, I was in Oregon. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm impressed. I didn't know we had that many plants. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's gonna be a good story. You guys wait for it. It is gonna be good. Oh, I'm excited for this burger. I hope they have the pies. Where is it at? It's like 15 minutes from here. You have your car, you have a car here? You I don't have my car here. We'll take an Uber. Okay. okay. Yeah, Aaron has our car. My car died right before quarantine. Mm. And then quarantine happened. I was like, yeah. Not really in a hurry to be paying for a car. Getting right around, now. yeah. Locked in. Did you watch the new Borat movie yet? I was in it. You, huh? I'm in it. You're in it? Yeah. What part were you in it? I introduced Country Steve. Oh, <laughs> I got to go back and look. I'm not even mad. That's impressive. We paused it. We talked sh- We talked some shit quietly. It was quiet. I, I, knew, it, I knew it was going to come back up. I knew it. I it, felt it. I'm not even mad at him. I'm not mad at him. I planned this time. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty chill time. It's also just a chill hang. It's good to see you. It is. Yeah. It's the best. Here, I'll pause it again. Yeah. I don't even know. Well, let's see what happens. He's just idling now. He is just idling. He's back. I respect it. He's going away. All right, all right. So strain wise, the first time I had weed that was a strain that I had a name was that um, I was in Oregon. Was Twitter, Twitter was helpful in this. It, that you know, you know Nagayo, right? Yes. And he was in looking for comedians to come do a show in Sacramento, and he was like, "I don't care who it is. I just need new a couple of new acts." Gotcha. And so me and my buddy. Uh, he just hit him up and was like, we're willing to drive from Oregon to Sacramento to come do your gig. That's and, like eight hours. Yeah, yeah, but it was at the Sacramento Punchline. Then that's very worth it. I had never been to a named club in my life at yeah. that time. Had I been, I had been doing, you know, club local room, Ponderosa Tux Truck Stop. That was I've, my club. I've, I think I did that one. Um yeah, yeah, you got a good meal at that one. The nachos did. there were fucking amazing. Ponderosa is underrated. <laughs> Maybe, you know what? It's probably properly rated, yeah. if we're big honest. 
Um, so we drove down there and, and we did set and I had a pretty good set and he gave me a fucking gift bag for coming all the way down, a little bit of gas money, and then that gift bag was was a bunch of different types of weed and and the one I opened that smelled the best was a G G thirteen. And that okay. was the first time I'd ever had any weed that had a name like that. And I think I, I rationed that out for it was only like a couple grams of it and i rationed it out for probably about two or three weeks because I, it, all i it was like the first time i go oh this is what people mean when they say one hit or quitter yes you know where yes we're okay so that and that g13 is came from this is i've learned so much about strains allegedly it's from the government facility in mississippi that's what i've heard yeah so but i also i think it's dope that you immediately just went with what smelled the best because mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to do because mm-hmm. that's what your body's your body's doesn't lie that's it's telling you which one's for you yeah that's how i like it go by it usually that's one of the things i miss now about that oh. the, the days where you walk into a store and you just put your nose in a big jar and you find out and now everything is just given to you and you have to find out later i think it's terrible it needs to change absolutely i hate it i hate it so much um but then later on my favorite strains in like sour diesel like an old school sour diesel like i love so much i love a good jack anything that gets crossed with a jack or you know, I, I tend to like very much. Um, and then lately I've been smoking um, a few things. Um, Carmen Morales got me on to a strain called uh, the Mimosa by the by Jungle Bros. Okay. I really like that one a lot. And then um, I um, over the last year, I really, really, like, it's been hit or miss lately depending on the batch, but, you know, the Gary Payton, I really like that strain. I would definitely agree with the depending on the batch. Mm-hmm. I learned why that is. Because mm-hmm. the way they go about They outsource. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's also, I don't know if you've had Cheetah Piss. Mm-hmm. There's a light, light depth they're selling right now that it was really great. I had a couple of weeks ago, if you get a hold of that, from that, you know, we don't have to shout out who they are, but you know who they are. Um, we can, cookies. They know yeah. what they're doing. Well, I think a lot of people, some people get mad at them, right? A lot of people don't like them. I think that because of their success, and then like, you know, I think this is what I'm learning doing the podcast, meeting the growers in these communities, is that it's like comedy where it's like, People have styles of growing and or clicks they're cool with, and then people hate on success too. So like, there's multiple reasons. Uh, and so then, oh, cool. So because it could be like he's at, it could be Eddie Murphy, but it also could be Dan Cook. It could so you're like, oh, people are falling for the old, for the tricks of the game. Yes, got you. Yeah, and then there's like, yeah, there's like. I'm learning what to look out for. Because they're really great at packaging. They That's kill what it I'm on saying, packaging. too. Like, there's certain farms, too, that are really great at marketing. And they're not great. It's like comedy. That's what I'm learning. It's so similar to our game. Is like There are people that are really good at marketing. And their product is fine. And there are people that are like, they don't care about being famous or anything like that. They just want to be really good. And, like, and if you happen to go drive through Eugene, Oregon and see them, you're like, you get some great marijuana or you get to see a great, you know, like we know regional guys are like, yeah, if you're in, you see that dude, he's amazing, but he's not leaving 
three hours from that place. <laughs> yeah. That's... Well, that's good, though. I mean, I love the balance of having all of that. That's what I think a good ecosystem is. Anything it reminds me of, like, pro wrestling or thing where you want to have a good independent scene or comedy where you want to have a good independent scene mixed with the club scene, mixed with with, with the festival scene and it's, everything. Like, having an artisanal place and having, um, you know, like... You let motherfuckers eat McDonald's if they want to, and you, if you know, like we're gonna go get Goldberger. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's yeah. That's I've never understood that part of being like, well, I don't like the way they do it. Like I understand that, but like I don't care for the way they do that. Mm-hmm. But I've never had that. Like, well, they shouldn't be doing it. To me, that never made sense. To me, it's like, well, I just kind of learn different ways and see what works for me. Mm-hmm. But I think, like anything else, like wrestling or comedy or growing weed, it's like people putting their passion in. It's their passion. And when you do that, they're going to have very strong opinions, which yeah. it makes it fun, like you said. <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, that's how I look at comedy. And it's one of the ways that I think it helps me from being bitter is that I started to look at it as, like, the kung fu movies I liked. Like, where it's like, oh, it's just like... Oh, I have a firm belief in my style. I'm a disciple of a certain group of of senseis. Mm -hmm. And I go out and try to prove my style is the best. And sometimes I win a fight, sometimes I lose. It's great. I think that's why the comedy store works. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because it's like a big-ass fucking Cobra Kai kung fu tournament over there. Adam gets that. I think, I think he really puts that pot together. Anytime I see the lineups and stuff, I'm like, it is dope. And the way they go about it, it's like a fight. Uh, that's uh, but no one wins. Everyone wins mm-hmm. when it's all those players together. It's like all the, it's like the cannabis cup when they go. I'm like, who's who's got the best strain? You're like, I don't know. All y'all. Yeah. All well, y'all. yeah. Yeah, it's subjective, you know. That's the whole thing about it. And that's why, I, I mean, I, I love about it is, like, to me, just like my favorite comedian and my favorite strain changes m- month to month, you yeah. know, depending on there's always somebody coming up and there's always somebody slipping up, you know. So I, I, I just love that, the um, living, breathing part of all of that. Of all of it, Ron Funches, thank you for your your time. Thank you for letting me hang out. No, anytime. You're busy, so I, I, uh, I appreciate it. Guys, it was awesome. I told you, Mikey liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I mean, I've been in love with Ron forever, and he's a wonderful human being. And it's just nice to have that little sneak peek into a hang with Billy and Ron, and just to hear about life and the perspective. Mike kept asking if he could be a part. He's like, "Can I do the? Are you guys doing over Zoom? Can I be?" And I was like, "I think he's just coming to my house." And I could just hear, I could, I could just hear Mike over text, just be like, "Oh, oh man, oh man." I asked I if like, I, I could work the door. 
was like, you guys need me to work the door, or I can bring, I can deliver food. You can hang out at my house with us. <laughs> um, but we all got you to fly, hang you, out. That Eugene fucking flight works both ways, I think. I keep talking <laughs> about flying up there. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe. Spread it to your friends. Send them your favorite episode. Uh, tell them to join our Patreon. We're putting it all together. It's going to be, it just keeps getting better. We're very excited about what you guys are allowing us to do. Uh, it's real cool. And we've got some real cool episodes, some cool people coming up. Some cool stuff planned for next year. Yeah, it is. Grow your own, guys. Love you.